0: Mistakeable. Thank you. 45 first we pray the lord as we make our way through this especially difficult season of Lent, as we journey through this wilderness pour your spirit upon us that these bones certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. When Jesus heard it, he said, This illness is not unto death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by means of it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so when he heard that he was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go into Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were but now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Thus he spoke, and then he heard. Then he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awake him out of sleep. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, called the twins, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary sat in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life." He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live again, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, he who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying, Quietly, the teacher is here and calling for you. When she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and to go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Then Mary, when she came where Jesus was and saw him, fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. I knew that thou hearest me always, but I have said this on account of the people standing by, that they may believe that thou didst send me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with bandages, and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. This is the word of our Lord. When we began this season of Lent, we did so on Ash Wednesday by remembering our mortality, by repenting in humility, by wearing the mark of the cross in ashes. The following Sunday, we remembered Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, his isolation in the wilderness for 40 days. With these times of worship, these stories of faith before us, we as disciples of Jesus Committed to taking up our cross. We dedicated ourselves to following Jesus throughout these 40 days of wilderness we name as the season of Lent. We have no idea. Did we we had no idea how we would experience this season in the wilderness. Social distancing had yet to find place within our vocabulary closing of schools? Unthinkable. Unable to gather for worship on Sundays during the season of Lent, this can never be. The shuttering of small businesses and restaurants was something taking place only in bad dreams. Self-quarantining was an expression that did little more than raise eyebrows. Yes, we have heard of the coronavirus. But it struck us as something located in another world far, far away. There we believed it would stay. How safe, how tranquil our lives appeared just weeks ago. More than once in recent days, I have been in conversation with those who agree that we simply do not have the vocabulary, the words, Appropriate to speak of what we now experience with this pandemic. It is without precedent. There is so much we do not know. Will it get worse? Will life ever return to normal? What will the economic impact be? <coughs> to each of these questions, appears to be the frustrating, helpless, we don't know. The pandemic inviting more questions than answers. There are two candidates for ministry I have been mentoring for the past two years. Our practice has been to meet once a month in one of the classrooms of our Uptown Ministry Center. However, we met last Thursday, By way of Zoom, you know why. One of these candidates, Sarah, presented a case study. As part of her case study, she offered this question, What is God saying to us through this? The question is not hers alone, is it? It is a question for each of us who finds our life disoriented by the absence of communal worship during this holy season. It is a question for each of us who knows enough chaos and disorder within our lives without the loss of the liturgy, the ritual, the order we find as we worship and live our faith. It is a question for each of us who misses the life-giving interaction we find each time we visit or see or touch friends and neighbors, What is God saying to us through this? Is God asking us the question he asked the prophet Ezekiel, as the hand of the Lord brought Ezekiel out by the Spirit of the Lord and set Ezekiel down in the midst of the valley of bones? Ezekiel tells us, he led me around among them And behold, there were very many upon the valley, and lo, they were very dry. We remember God's question to Ezekiel, a question perhaps never closer to us than it is right now Son of man, can these bones live? Just what is God saying to us in this wilderness, this valley? valley unlike any other we've been through before. Could it be that God is telling us today, at least, Lazarus was dead. Lazarus had lived in a village called Bethany, had sisters named Mary and Martha. Lazarus, we are told, You can't be any more dead than Lazarus. A man of no life. A man beyond hope. And that appears to be how the sisters of Lazarus feel. Mary stays inside, but Martha says to Jesus, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died Remember, Jesus, upon hearing that Lazarus is ill, does what? Waits two days before we're going to see him. The words of Martha to Jesus are words her sister Mary will speak as well. As Jesus hears the words of Mary, sees her weeping, sees those with her weeping, Jesus, we are told, is deeply moved in spirit and troubled. We are told Jesus. Again, could it be that at this moment God is telling us Lazarus was dead? And could it be that God is telling us this in order to tell us that gathered within this death of Lazarus is the experience of grief, the experience of loss, the shedding of tears even by Jesus? You see, in this story unique to the Gospel of John, God is saying to us he knows personally He knows intimately our sense of hopelessness. He knows as well as anyone a life turned upside down as life is turned upside down when a loved one dies. God is saying to us he even makes a place in our faith for those expressions of faith spoken by Mary and Martha. Lord, if you'd only been here, this wouldn't have happened. We'd still have our brother. Why weren't you here? Could this be what God is saying to us now? And could it be as well, as we hear these words of God, we also discover God is not finished. That God has more to say to us in this moment by way of this story. It's true, God does assure us he is fully with us in this wilderness. In this valley of dry bones. But God also speaks to us of how he responds to wilderness. Of how he responds to loss. Of how he responds to this valley. God responds as only God can. God responds with resurrection. God responds with life. God responds by showing us the Lazarus who was dead. responds to our time in this wilderness, which is to say God is saying to us now, this time in the wilderness, in this valley of dry bones, we will come to an end. Which is to say, God declares to us these bones will live, which is to say, God is saying to us at this time that he declares the wilderness and loss and death to be past and over by way of resurrection. Because we remember that even on the cross, the glory of God is revealed. Packed on a train destined for a Nazi death camp. Her only crime? Her family had helped hide Jews from the Nazi regime during the Holocaust. The girl wrote a note on a tattered piece of paper, a corner of an envelope, perhaps. She dropped her note through the slats of the cattle car that carried her and her family to death. On this piece of paper was this simple message of faith. Tell them we went away singing. What though my joys and comforts die, I know my Savior liveth. What though the darkness gather round, songs in the night he giveth. No storm can shake my inmost calm, while to that rock I'm clinging, since Lord is, since love is. so with prayers of the people, a responsive time of prayer. I will offer petitions that are appropriate to this time of worship and to this season of Lent. Concluding each petition with the words, Lord, in your mercy and inviting from you the response, hear our prayer. And then we close with the prayer that Christ has taught us. Let us pray. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for the gift of new life Given to us through the waters of our baptism. Help us as your baptized people to daily die to sin and rise to new life with Christ, the power of the Spirit. Lord, in your mercy.
1: Hear we
0: pray for all those who are mourning the death of a loved one. Comfort them in the knowledge that Jesus has won a victory over death so that everyone who dies in Christ may have eternal life. Keep us from Hearing death, but at times of doubt, help us put our faith in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy,
1: hear our prayer.
0: We pray for hospitals and hospices and for people who work with the dying. Keep them strong and give them peace to do their difficult work with dignity and sensitivity. We pray for we move close to Easter, help us to live as Easter people who face death in the certain hope of resurrection. Remind us and comfort us every day with your promise that we will be raised up together with all who have died in the faith of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, through the death and resurrection of your Son, you rescue us from death and the grave. Restore us to life so that we may serve you and the world. Help us live through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And hear us, Lord, as we pray as Christ has taught us. Our Our Father, Father,
1: who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy thy name. Thy kingdom kingdom come, come. thy Thy will be done. done.